Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. When you know what it is, yes. When no, right know right now, Lena, I need your new address before <laughs> right, you move. Right now, it's still going to Connecticut, but <laughs> in a month, I will have a new address in the red state of Tennessee. Well, so that's a me. choice. It is. It is a choice. It is a big choice. But uh, Sasquatch and I have decided three years tops in the lovely city of Nashville, and then we go somewhere also. else. Yeah, Salt Lake. Figured out where. Let's get no. redder. Salt Lake City. No. Wasn't yeah. Nashville where they just had the judge say you can't tell drag shows they can't happen or something like that? I know it was. What? We knew it was coming, but now they actually have started judges saying you can't say that kind of thing because St. George did it too. So I just I can't. It, yeah, I'm in a love hate relationship with Nashville. Um, I really like it because there's a ton to do, and I surprisingly enough, I do like country music. Um, and Broadway, which is like where all the honky talk are like the main drag in Nashville is the best people watching I have ever seen in my life. Um, I've never counted more pairs of white cowgirl boots than in two hours on Broadway. <laughs> anywhere else obviously you've never seen todd's closet unless he has more than 60 pairs he does well then i am very impressed todd and todd Um, you're pulling them off yeah (laughs) he's very proud of that too he's not on headset right now so we can say all sorts of horrible things about him he has no idea tell us episodes comes out he has no idea what we said about him what sucks is the so i have so while we're waiting for todd to get back after making his drink uh i have gotten into um watching Trixie Mattel and Katya on uh on YouTube between their show and um the I like to watch with Netflix and I'm mildly obsessed um and Trixie is also a country singer so I've now gotten Sasquatch interested into her and he's like I he goes I never thought I would be interested <laughs> We're tasting whiskey over here. I know. He, well, he said that he was like, I never thought I'd actually be interested in a country singing drag queen, but I am. And Why like, would you not be? Because he doesn't know he's from the Midwest. We, he's he's learning. You know, it's Kansas. I mean, that's like. Didn't you ever watch Tu Wong Fu? Yeah. Right? No. Actually, okay. You didn't. Okay. Okay. Well, on. that's a problem, Adam. You will appreciate this. So, my friend Amanda, who was at my wedding, who was my work wife at Disney for many years put up with my sorry ass in the middle of the night because she's a saint. Um, you know, uh, Tu Wong Fu is based off, off of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, right? Yes. The town where they filmed Priscilla, Queen of the Desert is her hometown. Oh. And they use the locals in it. She knows those fuckers. Like, she watches that movie and is like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so. That's my mom and that's so-and-so. It's wild. Fantastic. Like, Alice Springs, Australia is her hometown. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, it's... Uh... I know I didn't see uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert until I we reviewed both that and Tu Wong Fu when we did Cinema Queens years ago. Oh yeah, so that was the first time I ever. Saw, I don't know. Do we? I think we did a Drag Queen Month. Now that I think about it, but yeah, I'd never seen it, and I think overall Tu Wong Fu is a better version. But that's just okay. me. So I realized. So there are moments I look back and I go, I think my parents thought I was gay, and this is why. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you met Q? No. 
<laughs> and one of the ones was for one of my birthdays, I watched Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, on video. Like, I had my friends over to watch Tu Wong Fu. That's what we did. Yeah, but uh, here's the thing. The thing it's is being... Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes. Like, and John Leguizamo. Here's I know, I know. That's well, its own problematic area because that might be the kind, like, do I like them as actors or do I have a crush on them? I mean, I had a crush on, on Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze was my first love. Johnny Castle was my first love. Um, <laughs> I love that movie so much. No, I should get him to watch it, but uh, I think, well, and I also got Sasquatch into another gay country singer, Orville Peck, and if you haven't listened to him, you should. He's amazing. Yeah. He's the one that wears the mask with the, like, the fringe. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So good. So good. So, yes. Highly. You know, another funny Tu Wong Fu story is my mom saw that movie before I did. Not sure how that happened, but she did. I was gonna ask you, Adam, how did that happen? Uh, you know the the movie Kinky Boots? Yeah. Yes. My mother recommended that one to me. She saw that one first. She thought it was huh. lovely. She liked it a lot. She said, you should see this movie. Okay. And then Cindy oh, Lauper did the musical, so. Yeah, well, that's also okay, how. So... <laughs> okay, so we've talked about a I lot am of... so glad we're doing this one quickly. Stay I know, but you know what? It is. We are talking about line. things that are Pride-related. That's true. So... Yes. Is it cliche yeah. to say talking about a Broadway show is Pride-related? No. No, because I was talking about drag queens. I guess that's true. And, and yeah, okay. So, anyway... We are back. Uh, if I'm introducing the show now, uh, hi. Um, I'll hey, we have everybody with What's us. What's a mid-show introduction? That's common is what that is. Yeah. Well, it depends how much of this shit Brian edits out, which probably won't be much, but still. Brian's so. in rehearsals, so probably not a lot. Uh, <laughs> Brian's just going, he's not going to master it. He's just going to hit play and then send it up to the Oh, no, I master it. You know how I master it? I have a pre-saved uh, session that I just dropped the audio files into, and they have compressed and expanded the tracks up to wazoo so that it does not sound like we're on a zoom call you would not believe the shit i do with compressors on this thing it's impressive um okay anyway i'm proud of my <laughs> i'm proud of the uh the, the processing work that happens on this show anyway you thanks, nerd i know we're moving on uh so hey welcome to uh, our final pride month uh, episode we are going to be reading or we did read uh bloom uh i don't have a copy in front of me so i'm not gonna tell you who wrote it but a person um, Yes, I th but uh, it it smells of webcomic. I don't know if it was or not, but that's the vibe it gives off a little bit. Uh, so, I mean, but I could be wrong, so I'm not going to say that. But uh, anyway, it is a lovely little story involving baking and uh, crushes and love and, you know, ex-boyfriends and what else is in there? Rock bands. A lot of uh, baking. So if you like the British baking show, this is a good yeah. one for you. If you find Soggy Bottom sexy, this is your kind of show. I mean, they're gay, Soggy so. Bottom sexy. Ha! <laughs> is that the same thing as a fun bucket? No. Lena's muted. I'm trying to get some reaction out of her, and she's I'm muted. not muted. Oh, I'm just being funny. quiet. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't comment, I can't be held for what's being said. You live and you learn. Okay. Hey, one, th one thing you learn in my field of work is that you always, you never put things in writing because you have couple deniability if it's in person or over the phone so well, uh, this is being it and share it with the world as a podcast that's why we don't say where we work so uh, i guess that's fair <laughs> i could be any adam uh acme company acme tunes <laughs> provider for wiley coyote dude he's gonna have bugs all up his ass yeah. uh, anyway. i don't i don't kink shame so <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
I didn't mean okay, that so that way, this okay. book is very wholesome, and we are making this That's not true. wholesome. Well, we have well, to see, do no, that because edit it just because of that point. No, because now she's pointed that out. Now I'm gonna have to edit it so we sound more wholesome. We're so not. This episode finally became like five seconds long because I cut out everything we've said before this. Because that know, takes people... work to edit well, so just cut it out. People who you know, listen to us know we're not wholesome. Cut it out. <laughs> we're good <laughs> people. We're just not wholesome. Full house references. Um, and I think it is a web comic because I'm looking at it and it's a doom scroll comic. So okay. from what I'm seeing. Okay. Yeah, it just the art style just looks as web comic, and that's sort of it's fine. When we read some more of these indie things, that tends to be what has happened. Uh because people produce it as a webcomic and then sell the actual book yeah but anyway so uh we have a cocktail for this month uh and for that we will go to mr adam for the cocktail mr adam mr the drink is called spill the tea uh you're gonna need two ounces (laughs) lena like that one yes uh, and this actually does sound very delightful, so I, I do want to make this one. So you need two ounces of Johnny Walker Black, a half ounce of green tea syrup, a half ounce of lemon juice, one ounce of ginger beer, two ounces of pineapple juice, and two ounces of club soda. Now, to make the green tea syrup, you take one cup of water, one cup of sugar, simmer on the stove. When it starts to simmer, you add in two green tea bags. Uh, let it sit for 15 minutes, take it off the heat, let it steep for 15 more minutes, and then take out the tea bags and let it cool down, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you're going to take all the ingredients except for the club soda. You're going to add it to an ice-filled shaker. You are going to shake the shit out of it. I love saying that. Uh, strain it into an ice-filled glass. Add the club soda and stir. And then this is the fun part. You're going to garnish with a lemongrass spear. So very... Here. Yeah, which is hard to find, actually. I have to go to like, Winco to find it, or Whole Foods. But it just sounds like a delightful summer drink that you enjoy out in the patio while you spill the tea. So Okay, sounds lovely. Okay, Mr. Adam, do you have a drinking game rule for this week? Um, I was just going to go sweet but silent, so every time there's a page that has no uh, dialogue or anything on it, it's just a page of uh, illustrations. Okay. Anybody else have a drinking game rule? I nope. mean, the other one was going to be the Great British Baking Show every time they talk about baking, but that's just kind of mean. So I mean that could be small sips. That would I mean, be, that... that would be tiny sips. <laughs> I mean there are pages and pages of them talking about and, and talking about and baking. So that's just like pouring the drink and then wafting the fumes into your nose. Yeah, <laughs> like you do in chemistry that's class. For trouble is what that is. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so well, Mr. Todd, what are your thoughts? So we read this book. It has a similar vibe to Heartstopper. And I agree. Yes. And while I was reading this, it's not my demographic, which is fine. Kind of reminds me of a marshmallow. It's sweet. It's nice. It's cushy. And then you bite more marshmallow and it's sweet. It's nice. It's cushy. And there's a simplicity to it with the art style and the coloring, and it's consistent. Uh, once again, we're doom scrolling. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but as it is going through, I'm like, what other stories, kinds of stories have I read recently? I'm like, if you, I, I rather liked it. I'm going to be clear. Not my jam, but it's well done. Mm-hmm. But I'm like thinking, like, there's no reservations, which is a silly movie with Aaron Eckhart, Catherine Zeta Jones. It's that food element that it kind of reminded me of. But no, it, Ratatouille? Yeah, Ratatouille. <laughs> That's exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it it's it's a really sweet you know gay love story and i'm trying to think of the really sweet non-gay love story i read last and i can't think of one that's because straight people suck it's accurate and, and so do gay people as a so straight person go. i can sit it's here and accurate, say but no, i'm it's like accurate. looking at this and i'm like what i mean so if you what is a straight counterpart i'm like it's you would almost be like well it's been done why keep doing it it's got to be you know some hunger games shit for something so 
somewhere these days. No, I mean, but what? I, 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 and maybe it's just because I, it, I haven't read them. I'm not saying they're not there. I haven't read them. But what is a nice, sweet kid working at the baking, chilling with this girl? Well, whatever, right? My girl, Macaulay Culkin. How many years ago was that? A while. But it does yep. feel like an '80s coming-of-age film, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> just with less, my with girl? less bees. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. That no, we ha- you have to cut that out. That now you're. Just- <laughs> But it's what's interesting, it would to avoid being cliche, this is a sweet, well done story about two guys falling in love. If and it works. It works. It's I, I'm just trying to go through. I'm just trying to get to where I'm going there. It seems would this I don't know any counterpoints of any last ten year recent stories, but I'm sure they're there. Of uh, what's well, a you know high school post high school story that meets well, this, that's any like heartstopper that we see, just read. Yeah, well, that, that, I the, didn't see. Uh, you see, you're but, saying this is a love story. I see this more as a coming of age that has um, romance in it. Sure. So yes. things like Perks of Being a Wallflower, mm-hmm. or um, I'm looking at a bunch of these things ago. to kind of see and like. Five years ago, but Perks of Being a Wallflower is it twenty five years old? I think it is. No, I don't think no, it is. But that also movie before... came out in twenty twelve. Talking about the, the book. book. Oh, the book. Oh, the book. Okay, the I was thinking book? before Ezra Miller was a douchebag. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was centuries ago. The book came out in ninety nine. Okay. So yeah, it's. 24 years ago, yeah. 24 years. Mm-hmm. God, I'm old. Such a good book, though. But it's a great book. Um, th- but that, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. But you know, before sure. uh, Brian said like 80s kind of coming of age, you had yeah. mentioned Stand by Me. Um, uh-huh. I'm even thinking something like uh, Paper Towns or uh, Looking for Alaska. That's like John Green. Kind it's a of John stuff. Green book that some that everyone seems to miraculously survive. Yeah. Okay. Okay, he's only killed somebody in one. Okay, just one, and they. <laughs> but it was I the know, one that I, counted. God damn it! <laughs> I know, but but I oh got that. That book is so good, though. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but I'm just saying, like that's how I read this was that it is a like him coming of age. Well, here's another one. Call me by your name. I know that. That I mean, another one who's that's that's problematic. Actors now. gone off of fucking. <laughs> so the problem with that. Okay, so I've gotten this discussion people it's like the problem with that is that army hammer looks 64 when he was in his 30s and he's supposed to be 24 in that in that movie slash book that was yeah if it would have had someone like troy savon who looks like he's 12 everyone would have been fine with it it's just yeah. army hammer is a creep who looks 64 now yeah. here's my thing i'm not saying the casting for it we can we can forget that side of it but i'm just saying the like coming into your own and like trying to figure out like who this person is and everything that I feel would be more of a an easier parallel than just like a okay. um, sure. well, romantic movie. Or and I think story. part of the problem is it's it's the same thing that happens in Heartstopper. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would say Heartbreaker, and I know I'm doing it wrong. And Heartstopper is where Heartstopper doesn't fall into the cliches that we're also used to from romantic stories. Mm-hmm. And this does the same thing where it doesn't play those games. So it's hard to find uh, an equivalency because it's deliberately, well, I'm assuming deliberately, not falling into the same traps that you would see in a dozen other movies. Like there are other.
other straight love story movies, but they all have the same pitfalls that, you know, every other one has, whereas this one doesn't have those. So that makes it difficult to match. So, you know what I would say from a straight perspective, and this is still, you know, over 20 years old, but would Mm be uh, Boy Meets World, Mm, where Topanga and Corey, with like one little exception of time, but for a vast majority of the series, they were this constant. There wasn't this like, will they or won't they or what's going to happen or anything like you always knew that Corey and Topanga were the constant like that was always going to be what happened and that like they were so there wasn't that will they or won't they crap that you see in every other movie and every other you know show even Lily and Marshall yeah wait say that again Todd my wife had it really bad for Ryder Strong most of us yeah I get it Uh, but you know Brian you're right with uh, Lily and Marshall same thing where it's like that immediately was going against everything because they were there wasn't this they're together and then they're not and then they're together. Well they are though they break up at the end of the first season and are not together for the first half of the second season. Yeah but it's not it's it feels less... It still feels inevitable that they get back together. But here's the thing it doesn't feel like uh, in Gilmore Girls with Luke and Lorelai where it's this constant yeah. like well they won't they it's not ross and rachel from friends it's not they were on a break yeah but but it was just constant right it was like yeah. oh my god are they gonna get together and then they finally do and then you get three episodes and inevitably something happens and then they break up and it's just like what the, what the fuck am i watching right now so i think the reason that things like like bloom and Heartstopper are so nice is because it's a little bit closer to real world where there's still conflict there's still things that they're going through because it's an internal fight with yourself right it's it's figuring out like you broke up with this person because you know you wanted to get serious and they flaked and now that you've been gone they're like well wait no I, I do want to be with you um it's making out and then burning down the bakery and then mm-hmm. <laughs> letting the guy take the blame and not saying anything it's those pieces where it's like there's still things that are happening but it's not miscommunication communication between the two that are just it's so asinine that you're like this would never happen like this isn't real you don't just like mm-hmm. automatically jump to a conclusion and then your entire life just breaks down around it it ends up being there's a misunderstanding and then there's a conversation or something ha- like like there's there's stuff that happens that isn't a, a miscommunication or anything like that which is the biggest trope when it comes to any kind of romantic anything in the straight world sure. which is super annoying and it's no wonder all of us lovely straight women have a skewed sense it. of what romance is because apparently that's what we get so instead i just watch heartstopper um on repeat and <laughs> and what um, did i send you oh my gosh adam <laughs> sent me the opening scene for season two if you have not watched it it is on youtube i cannot wait for season two <laughs> and yes, once again, the show has literal scenes direct from the comic. Yeah. Yes. Oh god, so good, so good. I can't. I cannot wait. But Did it's you like, see? It's heartwarming. So the the fun story is so Kit uh, Kit Connor came out as by as by after that. Did you see what he wore to Pride like in DC or wherever it was? No. So he was walking around like in a a, a vintage Chippendales T shirt, and it was uh, it was amazing. It was fun. <laughs> oh, I'm looking it up right now. Well, while you're looking that up, Mr. Adam, what are your thoughts? So I kind of differ a little bit 
on what you were saying about the you know manufacturing drama because there was the drama when the the bakery burnt down and Ari kind of just like blew off Hector mm-hmm. and there's a really big scene where Hector had this thing where he was like his last boyfriend really wanted him to be I can't remember if he said more like a mechanic or a fixer upper but he wanted someone his boyfriend wanted someone to fix him and so mm-hmm. he was really upset with Ari because he said very specifically you let me go you use me to get what you wanted whatever that was and then you just forgot about me so in that sense I kind of feel like they did manufacture some drama it wasn't a ton of drama because it was resolved very quickly and mm-hmm. you know very easily and it had the happy ending and everything else but uh Brian what did you call Heartstopper again it was new age romance or uh, postmodern uh, postmodern romance that's the word so it felt like they were kind of going for that feel and again it's a sweet lovely little book uh you know again like I said happy ending everyone you know learns the lesson and kind of goes on but I did feel that was kind of some manufactured drama for it and the one thing I didn't I, I wasn't a big fan of is that yes it is a LGBT book because they're at the end they both end up together but you really didn't see there was it was almost like I understand trying to figure out your sexuality especially as a, a young adult or even as a teenager but there was never any kind of maybe I read it wrong I don't know but Ari never felt like he was confused about how he felt until suddenly it's like oh I'm just going to do this there was never like huh is he my friend do I like him do I not like him and then about two-thirds of the book it kind of just jumps into the fact that he likes him but there was never any and we're going to go back to it because it's a great example like the heart stopper where they're sitting there and their fingers touch and you see the sparks and all that kind of stuff it didn't feel it kind of didn't feel that it was earned in the sense that it just kind of happened there was no lead up to it and so there was another book i was thinking of that this one might have been uh similar similar story and similar situation art style um about a kid who was gay and one who wasn't the gay kid falls in love with a straight friend and all this stuff and actually uses some of the same wording as far as like he used me you just thought i was your friend i don't know it's i I thought that's what it was at first um i don't know it just it's some some of those emotional moments didn't feel quite earned now that being said that i have a good time with it yes i really enjoyed it i think it's nice to have a fun happy ending uh i love the speech his dad gives him at the end it was very reminiscent as linda said about call me by your name uh the speech at the end of that movie with his dad is fantastic it's a great piece of cinema no matter what you think about the movie or army hammer or anything else that scene itself is worth watching um i don't know i I guess i just saw it as they they did manufacture some drama that was overcome very easily uh and it kind of felt like oh we're gonna switch this guy into gay mode without really leaving any breadcrumbs but that being said overall i did enjoy it i just i think the bar's been set so high for me and definitely laying it with heartstopper that it's kind of hard to look at something else and be like i I guess it's almost like with the the end of the spider-verse movies now that you've set this bar so high and something that's so amazing and almost perfect or or perfect in my point of view it's hard to go back and look at another spider-man movie and compare it because you already know what excellence looks like Mm -hmm. yeah um i don't like i i understand what you're saying and and i i I get it i don't feel like there's ever a question of whether or not he's gay or not because he has an ex i think there's a girl who wants him to be straight but i don't recall there ever being a situation where he was questioning that he was gay are you talking about ari or hector hector's the one with the ex-boyfriend ari didn't have an ex-boyfriend i thought ari had an ex-boyfriend they talk about some ex don't they no hector's the one who meets up with his ex-boyfriend when they're watching gilmore girls which is kind of funny because we were talking about gilmore girls gilmore girls (laughs) yeah um and they they have that moment together but ari i don't think they ever mention anything about his sexuality until he kind of falls for hector and i could be wrong again i read this a while ago because they they do mention there is a question between jake and hannah is that her name i think where jake asks hannah if ari likes 
the douchebag friend. And she was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, I just don't understand why he's obsessed with me. He's like, he's, this guy's an asshole. Like, I don't understand. So it did have that feel of like, he had a crush on the- The asshole. The asshole, fr- like the asshole guy that they all hung out with. Which is why when him and the girl, when the asshole guy and that other chicks were talking, it was like this big, it felt like, oh, Ari's going to be upset or whatever. So I did have that like thing. And maybe I missed it because I was on a flight and the guy next to me was being an asshole. So I could have missed that part. Like he kept on like plugging his phone into like the little plug and kept on dropping it and like was kneeing me trying to get it. And like, dude, I can reach down and grab it for you. Like I'm fine with that. But he was. You're going to reach down and grab it for him? I will. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. That's how I get refilled. So, so- <laughs> that's another way to be a blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I broke okay. Lena. This is awesome. It's late. Uh, with that, I, so I don't know. I mean, it's not a bad book. Um, no, I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. I think it was in the vein of Heartstopper, where it was a sweet, nice story. It just, uh-huh. I had some quibbles with it. But mm-hmm. again, I, I really, at this point in my life, can't be objective about Heartbreaker because it just makes me happy. Or Heartstopper. Yeah, it, See, I'm pulling a Brian. Yeah, yeah. Brian, now, look welcome. what you've done. But, no, but I think that's the other problem is that you get, because even as soon as I started reading this, the art style kind of looks like mm-hmm. it. Main character kind of looks like Charlie it feels very like Ari kind of looks like Charlie and it's you you start building these parallels and unfortunately Heartstopper is just so so well done that I don't want to compare the two but it's hard because they do feel so similar in in everything and so yeah it's it's not bad but it's it's not going to be as good as what I would ever say with Heartstopper would be okay Anybody else have anything else they want to put in? That seems like a pretty good place to exit. Page left. Page left. Oh, <laughs> Call back from last week. <laughs> there you, you go. Because we're good at this job, so. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Because segues are always better when you point them out. Um, okay, well, grades. We're going to go on a scale of best out of five. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your grade? I'm going to go with four stars. It's a really enjoyable book. I really did enjoy it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I think it's pretty safe for teenagers. I know some people who watched, yeah, we're going back to it, Heartstopper on Netflix and then read the book, was kind of surprised by the language in it. But I, as I recall, and flipping through it again today, it was pretty pretty safe for all ages. So, no, it's a, it's a fun, nice little story. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. So okay, uh, Lena. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Adam. Four stars. Okay, Mr. Todd. Three stars. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sticking with the group. I'm going with four. Uh, here. Uh-huh. The outlier is Todd. Who's shocked by that? Not me. <laughs> I mean, someone's got to do it. So yeah, that's apparently so, where I am with the Flash movie. We won't discuss that right now. Well, no, we will angry. not discuss that right now. I'm still angry about that movie. I, I still actively hate it. So well, I'm actively not going to see it. But that's a different issue entirely. Yeah. So, As well, you should. You should go see Indiana Jones, though. It was fun. Okay. Um, but, uh, okay. So next month, we're uh, we're going to start um, with our new sort of format where we are going to pick a cocktail for the month and then pick the books around that. And guess what? No one on the show knows what cocktail I've picked yet. Uh, so I'm about to announce it on the show. And then we're going to figure out what books we're going to read. Hey! So, uh, we're going to do uh, we're gonna do a series of... Uh, I've decided this also, by the way. They don't know this either. Uh, I've decided that we're going to do a series of... Um, Altiki drinks. Uh, so we are starting off with the Mai Tai, which is not the first official tiki drink, but the closest thing I could find. Um, the It was uh, invented by Don the Beachcomber, who is sort of credited with the first tiki drinks. 
Um, and uh, he uh, did what he called his rum rhapsodies. And there are multiple rums in this Mai Tai. Um, and also the recipe that I will give you uh, next week is not necessarily a traditional Mai Tai. It is the best Mai Tai I've personally had. And I had it at a, a, a home bar sort of get together with a bunch of tiki folks that I meet up with on occasion because I'm weird that way. Um, I have a tiki crew that I work that I hang out with on occasion. So, but uh, one of them made me this uh, this version of a mai tai, and it was delicious. So I took a picture of his recipe, and that's the recipe that I will share with you next week. Ooh, um, less work for me! Yay! Yep. Oh yes, I've also done homework as far as the research goes too. So uh, Adam gets a little bit of a vacation this Yay. month. So, uh, but uh, that being said, we're going to figure out what books we're going to read, and then uh, you just get to join us next week as a surprise. Isn't that fun? So uh, join us next week. We'll have a surprise, but we will. I will promise you a really good recipe for a Mai Tai. I am uh, quite intrigued now because I, I do like Mai Tai, so I would love to hear what this is. So. This is my favorite one I've ever had, So uh, it, and it's pretty simple, so uh, it'll be good. So anyway, well, that being said, thanks everybody for joining us, and we will see you all later. Bye! Bye. Bye. And happy Pride, everyone. The month's happy over, so Pride. now we can move over on to uh, Gay Wrath Month. That's what July Ooh. is. Gay Wrath. <laughs> We'll eventually build in all the sins. I mean, there's only seven, and we'll have to split it over 12 months, but we'll get there.